Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hi, and welcome to Nigel and Community Call. Tonight's call will be a revisit to last week's call, which didn't... Uh, It just wasn't uh, up to my standards because the person were running all kind of interference with my family and me doing my show. Uh, they were making a lot of noise in the background, particularly my nephew, all in an attempt to uh, stop me from doing my show and to cause uh, problems when I'm doing my show. So tonight, I'm going to revisit what I talked about last week, which was um, the A&E story of um, Leah Remini, who left Scientology, um, along with uh, Mike Miranda, and he was the head of uh, just uh, security at Scientology. And he ran the targeted individual program uh, within Scientology. And um, when I say a targeted individual program, I don't mean, you know, we as targets being targeted by Scientology. What I mean is that the tactics employed and deployed by Scientology is the same tactics that is being used on targeted individual. Now, this is a discrediting tactic, a discrediting campaign. So let me be clear on this, okay? I'm not saying that they aren't Scientologists that are involved in our targeting, because I'm sure they, they are. But our targeting is based on non-consensual human experimentation and the government use of these kind of tactics to discredit us, okay? Uh, we as eyes uh, to discredit us from coming forward about the remote neural monitoring, which is the microchip implant within the brain that monitors your thoughts uh, for research purposes. Okay? And that's why it is non-consensual. I don't think anyone would agree to have a microchip implanted within their, their, their mind for just for research. All right? Unless uh, that person is particularly ill uh, and cannot make his or her own uh, decisions in which a family member would probably go along with it if under the government guise of trying to help, okay? So let's be clear on that. All right, so I'm going to play the entire episode. This is episode uh, two, right, which is the the fair game episode, and the fair game meaning that uh, the Church of Scientology, uh, who go out and discredit anyone who talks about the church in a negative way. 
I'm going to play the entire episode. There will be some commercials, uh, you know, within the episodes, but, you know, I'll try to skip past them. If not, the commercials will be played. The church disputes many of the statements made by Mike Rinder. Rinder's dishonesty and malfeasance caused the church numerous problems that took years and millions of dollars to correct. Ultimately, the intervention of the ecclesiastical leader was needed to clean up Rinder's final and greatest mess, resulting in his removal in disgrace. 2002. Years later, he remains bitter and angry for the humiliation he endured as a result and refuses to accept personal responsibility for any of his actions. This is your daughter. I am utterly mortified and disgusted to see what you've been doing, attempting to stop Scientology, something that helps so many people. You're not worried about me. You don't care about me or Benjamin or Mom or anyone. You hate other people and you hate us too, and that couldn't be clearer. You don't respect anything I believe in. Luckily, I didn't turn out like you. I help people and feel good when I do. I'm a caring person, a Scientologist. You cannot deal with the truth and you negate it due to your own crimes, crimes of not doing your job and instead being lazy and incompetent. It was embarrassing. It was so embarrassing being your daughter. I wish I had a dad like you, Mike. I am the writer of the textbook which I am talking about. He man in a, a mental condition uh, where he can solve his own problems. Scientology is the belief that you can better your mind but you're also helping this planet be a better place. Without any Scientology organization, things are not going to change on this planet. After years of slowly questioning Scientology, Leah Remini in her very public break with Scientology, I didn't want to find out that what I had done my whole life was a lie. Fight for your family. Fight for your daughters, your sons. Get them out of this thing. You're not going to continue to lie to people 
and abuse people and take their money and their lives. If I can stop one, then I'm going to do it. Thank you so much. Good, you? Good. Thank you. interesting to be here. Clear water is like the mecca of Scientology. Anybody I meet here so far, like I'm like, this person is a Scientologist, like our sound guy, he's from Clearwater. I'm like, why is he from Clearwater? What does he know here? Does he have a cousin? Does he have a wife? Does he have a sister who's in Scientology? You know, that's what I'm thinking. I'm a Christian. I'm not a Scientologist. Well, we'll find out in a minute. <laughs> Let's just draw my flag. Can we go right here? Oh my god, this is so weird. I mean, you know they can see us, right? They've got cameras beyond belief. These are all little Sea Org members, you know, these young kids. And that's what I was. I was younger than that girl. You know what I mean? I want to, like, see these people. I want to, like, go, come with me now. Right now we're going to Mike Rinder's house. So far, my involvement with Mike on this project has been, as a consultant, what stories are we going to tell that make people understand how people get involved in Scientology, why they say, why people disconnect from their children, to Mike's personal story. My name is Mike Rinder. I was a Scientologist for 46 years. I was the international spokesperson for Scientology for more than 20 years until I left in 2007. Please welcome Mr. Mike Rinder. Part of my job was to discredit and destroy critics who spoke out against the church. If the church believed that someone was an enemy and needed to be silenced or destroyed, it was my job and I did it. If I was told to follow someone, I made it happen. If I was told to discredit someone, dig up dirt on them, get their backgrounds investigated, I made it happen. Everything from following them 24 hours a day to having people camped outside their home to people knocking on their door. Okay, I'm going to say it one more time. You are on my property. You can leave now. To being vilified on the Internet to following them wherever they travel. I was the guy. You can't do that. I feel bad about the people that got hurt as a result of my actions, but I feel it's important to tell the truth of what really goes on behind the scenes, what really is happening in Scientology. Thank you. 
Yeah. Did you always know you were going to speak out? No, I didn't know that I was going to speak out. I, it took me a while to to decide that it was the right thing to do. Why? Re- what was well, the... because after I left, my mother stayed in touch with me, and she was pretty old. She'd had a heart transplant already, and I was worried that if I spoke out publicly, it might literally kill her. I grew up in Australia. My parents got into Scientology when I was about six years old. They were very early adopters of Scientology. Back then, there were governments around the world who were investigating and going after Scientology as a cult. When I was growing up, there was an inquiry that was held in Australia. The ultimate conclusion of it was the practice of Scientology is harmful, it's detrimental to society, so therefore it's banned. You know, I look back on it, I think it sort of was the foundation of this this mindset in Scientology of it's us against the world. That was ultimately why I joined the Sea Organization when I was 18. I joined with the idea that I was going to be trained as an executive in Scientology to defend Scientology, to help it grow. I wanted to go and be where L. Ron Hubbard was, which at the time was on the Apollo, the ship that was in the Mediterranean. The Apollo is a ship that L. Ron Hubbard purchased in 1968 to be his floating headquarters for Scientology. He was under heavy attack in the United Kingdom, which is where he was living at the time, and decided that the safest place to be was at sea, where you can raise your anchor and sail out into international waters and nobody has any jurisdiction over you. And gradually sort of progressed up the ranks to various different positions, and ultimately I became the head of the Commodore's Messenger Org. Commodore's messengers are the people who work directly for L. Ron Hubbard. So the messengers became his personal assistants and ultimately became the people that ran Scientology. I was one of the first eight or ten people, and I gradually became the head of the Office of Special Affairs for the world. The Office of Special Affairs had the responsibilities of dealing with legal cases, dealing with government relations, dealing with public relations, and dealing with enemies of the church. The objective of that part of the church that deals with, quote, enemies, Mm -hmm. which I used to be the head of, Mm -hmm. is to get rid of attackers. A policy called fair game. Nobody knows the policy of fair game better than the one who used to enforce it, and that's Mike Rinder. Fair game is the idea that 
anybody who is an enemy or a critic of Scientology may have anything done to them with the idea that the ends justifies the means. And there is a bunch of writings by L. Ron Hubbard that describe how you get rid of an attacker. It basically says that you can do anything to a critic or an enemy of Scientology and not be subjected to any form of Scientology justice, justice. or ethics handling as right. a result. But the church claims that policy has been canceled. canceled. It was canceled for PR reasons. Mm -hmm. And that this does not change the treatment of ST, suppressive persons. The church says the fair game policy was canceled, but carries on just as it did before. The videos of the intimidation tactics, the cameras in people's faces. And nobody gives a about you. That's the truth. It's the smear sites that are on the internet that are put up by the church. It's actually illegal to picket residential premises. They're committing suppressive acts. The church has definitely set up that the evil is anyone who opposes Scientology. If you are attacking Scientology or criticizing Scientology, you are evil, period. No gray area. And nobody understands what goes on better than me because I was in that position of being the one that was responding on behalf of the church. Hold on, Marty. Got anything to say? So I knew that the minute that I spoke out, I'm someone to be destroyed. Which would you like? On the left, a 30-second interactive ad. On the right, a regular commercial break. Then. 
I met my ex-wife, Kathy, on board the Apollo. I was 19. And then we got married in 1976 when we came here to Clearwater. And in January of 1978, our daughter, Taryn, was born. I didn't have that much interaction with her. She was in the nursery all day long. Kathy and I worked. We would see her for an hour a day and then at the end of the night. The core belief of Scientology is that you're a spiritual being, that you have lived many lives and you will live many lives. So your mother is really not your mother. I mean, she's your mother this lifetime, but you're going to have many mothers. So they put very little significance on interpersonal relationships between family members and the same with marriage. Scientology teaches that you are doing something that is more important and it is so important and so vital that nothing can distract you from it. Benjamin was born in 1983 and by that time we were in LA and he too was raised in the Sea Organization. My biggest regret and something that I can't change now is that I caused two children to be born into and raised in Scientology. I effectively lost them because I brought them into the world and raised them as Scientologists. David Miscavige is the chairman of the board of Religious Technology Center. He is the undisputed dictator of Scientology. With David Miscavige. It is way less of a spiritual activity than it is a money making activity. Things at the international base had degenerated. It was very, very Stalin esque. And in the year 2000, things really started to go downhill. And the conditions became incredibly oppressive, and then uh, a couple of years later, the hole started. The hole is a building that David Miscavige designated at the International Headquarters of Scientology in Hammett, where myself and eventually about 100 people were locked in two double-wide trailers, sleeping on the floor, eating slops. 24-7 in a building that had a security guard at the front door and bars on the windows to prevent anybody from escaping to beat one another up until they confessed to their crimes. People were put in the hole because, for whatever reason, they displeased David Miscavige. Honestly, the reasons for that could have been anything from answering a question wrongly, not answering a question, a facial expression that was inappropriate, falling asleep after being up for a couple of days. I mean, anything, when you're in the hall. In addition to that, I was one of the people that was a, a primary target of Miscavige, physical beatings routinely. The first time it happened, he called for me to come up to the, the officer's lounge I walked up and was about to knock on the door, and he comes barreling out and punches me and then puts me in a headlock and throws me into the bushes and is beating away on me in the 
while I'm sprawled in the bushes, I was stuck. I had no idea that this was coming over the years, anywhere from 50 to 100 times. He would assault me, attack me, hit me, punch me, kick me, whatever. I look back and I go, yeah, so why just take it? And there's a few reasons why you just take it. One is you believe that you did something wrong. Two, you're in a mindset that you go, well, I've caused upset to Mr. Miscavige, and this is a, a, a terrible state of affairs. He shouldn't be upset. He's the leader of Scientology. Understand that when you're talking about David Miscavige with Scientologists, you're talking to someone like the Pope. It's like hearing the Pope slaps people around. In 2006, BBC Panorama assigned a reporter, John Sweeney, to do a program about Scientology, and particularly the fact that the leader of Scientology, David Miscavige, was physically abusing people. I was told a lot of information about John Sweeney by my church. He's attacking your church. He's attacking the leader of your church. And when I asked Mike and my church about it, they were like, oh, my God, this guy's an SP. What are you doing? What are you saying? He's ridiculous. He's an alcoholic. Miscavige had me pulled out of the hole and charged me with the responsibility of stopping the BBC from ever airing any program about Scientology, and most particularly, stopping them from ever airing any allegations that Miscavige had physically assaulted anyone. This was an opportunity for me to get back in good graces, to get out of the hole. I mean, I'd been there for almost two years that if I came out and I did a good job of this, I would be able to extricate myself from being a prisoner in the hole and go back to somewhat normal life as a servant of the sea organization. John Travolta was having a premiere of his movie Wild Hogs in London. And the concern that Miscavige had was that John Sweeney would get into the Four Seasons Hotel where they were doing the press junket. So I had to then quickly alone get on a plane to London and brief John Travolta and his PR people and security to be on the lookout for the bald lunatic that was John Sweeney. John Sweeney showed up at the Tottenham Court Road Church facility. John Sweeney started asking me, I've been told that you personally were beaten. Standing in front of a camera and having someone say to you, I've been told that you've been beaten by this man. Is that true? And denying it. It was sort of another one of those moments of clarity that I eventually had. I went, you know what? This is nuts. Miscavige considered that I failed because the program ultimately aired. He said, you're a screw-up. This is just another one of your failures, so you're going to be sent to Western Australia, and you're never seeing the rest of your family again.
I was now no longer doing anything that remotely resembled what I believed I had joined the CR for. And the reason that I had stayed was because of my children, my wife, my mother, my brother, my sister, and that if I left, I would lose all of them. It got to the point, though, now where the staying was becoming more and more like leaving in the consequences. I'm not going to be with my family in any way, shape, or form, and of being told you're going to be in purgatory forever. And at that point, I went, you know what? I've got nothing to lose anymore. I picked up my briefcase. I walked out the front door and then started running to the tube station. I looked around to see if they figured out that I had just walked out without an escort. I bought a ticket for the tube, got on the train, and went, I'm done. I'm out. I went to an internet cafe and I called Tom DeMott, who I had known for a very long time and he had left the sea organization and who I was responsible for monitoring because he was considered to be a potential threat. So I knew where he worked and I called him at work and I said, Tom, I'm in London. I don't have anywhere to go. Can I come to where you're living? And he said, yes, of course. I was prepared for the fact at that time that once I left, my children and my former wife would never speak to me again. I hoped that they would follow, but I knew that there was a likelihood that they would not. But I just couldn't keep going. I had been married to my wife for 31 years when I left. I asked to be able to speak to her. I didn't have the opportunity to. She sent me a, a handwritten letter saying, you, I'm filing a divorce. My children disconnected from me. I understood why they did it. I understood that they really had no choice. They know no life outside of Scientology, and I feel a responsibility for having created that circumstance. No church, no organization should have the power to break up the family. A few other people had spoken already to the reporters from the St. Pete Times, and the church was saying they're all liars. And so my original compromise was, I will sit down with you and I will go over everything, but I don't want to be on the record. But then there was a series of events that happened with Monique Yingling and stuff coming and trying to tell me that I was, you know, doing wrong by confirming information that the St. Pete Times had. 
Monique Yingling, a lawyer, not even a Scientologist, started with, well, don't you ever want to speak to your children again? Don't you ever want to speak to your family again? Which was kind of the last straw. And I said, you know, Monique, both of my children disconnected from me when I left the Sea Org. So when you start thinking that you're going to use that to try and control what I do, you get on a plane, go back to wherever you came from, we're done. And that was when I went on the record in the St. Pete Times, the series of articles called The Truth Rundown came out in 2009. It was the first time that former high-level defectors from the church, Jeff Hawkins, Marty Rathbun, me, Tom DeVock, Amy Scobie, uh, and, and a number of others had stepped forward it broke a lot of ground about what was really going on behind the scenes in Scientology. Just before the Truth Rundown series went to print, I got a series of letters from all the members of my family, my ex-wife, my children, my brother, my sister, nieces, nephews, and my mother. At that point, I knew that there was not going to be any further nice Christmas cards or friendly letters from my mother with pictures of, you know, other family members or anything like that. That that was it. Parishioners are taught very early on, you do not question the Church of Scientology. Questioning anything you've read about the Church of Scientology means you are an enemy. You are You are taking on now the colors of an enemy to the church. When I spoke out in the St. Petersburg Times, I became a public enemy number one or two in the world of Scientology. I knew that if I started speaking out, I would have to go find other employment, too, because I was working at a car dealership. I knew that if the church wanted to go after me, the one thing that they could do was send ticketers outside of this dealership. So I left. I ended up back in Clearwater because I got a job offer, and there was an advantage to being Clearwater to me, which was I believed that if anybody was going to leave the Sea Org, it would be my son. And the fact that I am 15 minutes away from where he is is a factor in why do I continue to live there. So when you first moved to this house, you were fair gamed. I know that there is going to be people who will say things that are just outrageous, made-up lies in order to try and discredit me. That's the standard policy of Scientology. I know that there will be efforts to get inside my head and intimidate me into not speaking out by putting up websites they will take every little thing that I have ever said. They will find anything that I have ever done, 
and they will take that and expand it into, oh, this was some monstrous crime. When I was in hospital, when I was getting married, when I was needing help on any part of my life, in any situation, he was never there. Now my daughter will say, oh, I was always lazy and I, I, she was embarrassed to be my daughter. Well, it's funny, that never came up when I was in the church. My own brother would say that I did anything if the church tells him, oh, we know that Mike did X, Y, and Z. Even though I grew up with him and I spent my entire life with him and he knows that that's not true, because the church now tells him that that's the case, he will now say that. Ultimately, he is who he is, and that is someone who is quite able. Multiple people have also said that they saw Mike Rinder bearing the brunt of David Miscavige's. Mike Rinder, Mr. Miscavige never laid a hand on Mike Rinder. I lived with Mike Rinder for over 35 years. I know every square inch of Mike Rinder's body. I've been with him. We've been together all our lives. They believe wholeheartedly that their eternity depends upon the well-being of Scientology, that if they don't follow the party line, they are forsaking their only hope at eternal spiritual salvation. And on a very much more pragmatic level, they will have nowhere to live, no one feeding them. They won't have someone to send them to the doctor. They won't have anything because they rely on the church to provide all of that for them. For a long time, it was really nutty. I was being followed everywhere I went. One of them rammed into the back of my car. There's no damage to your car. You damaged our car. I need a bike. Tailgating us all day long and then ramming into our back. I heard about fair game while I was in the church. Then I was told that, it, that that policy didn't exist anymore. And then they showed me the policy that it was canceled. So that's enough to squash any fears that you have that fair game is in existence. The garbage man came and knocked on our door and said, I'm, I feel really bad, but I need to tell you that I'm being paid by a private investigator to steal your trash. What? The truck number is 309927. Hey, who are you getting that for? Huh? Who are you getting that for? That's my garbage. Yeah, that's Mike Rinder. This came from my house. I sure so. I videoed it. And I, I said, what did they tell you? And he said, they told us that, that they were investigating us for having a drug-running operation out of our home. What do they hope to find in the garbage? Phone numbers of people who you've been talking to, travel Right. Plans, anything. Anything. The Church of Scientology will hire private investigators at $10,000 a week. That's the f***ed up part of it. Or maybe you don't smoke marijuana. Or perhaps you don't know. <laughs> it's sophomoric, vitriolic. It's, it's, it's so many words. I can't, like that a, a human being, a grown-up person claiming to be part of a church that has all the answers and, and are the epitome of morality. This is what they're doing. It was on the highway. 
Why are you That's following me? me? I'm calling the police. Good. Go ahead. Why are you following I'm me? You are allowing the bully to get away with behavior that shouldn't be coming from a church. It's not some little ass kid behind a computer. We're talking about a church. I don't give a f- what they do, but they shouldn't be doing that and hurting people and trying to destroy their lives. Do you want to talk camera? Oh, well, you're sending guys around with cameras all the time. There is now evidence of you in two states using electronic surveillance. That's a violation of federal law. Are you aware of that? You were fair gamed at, at your job. You were fair gamed at the other house. And what happened there? They showed up with video cameras across the street. You don't know who I am. My name's Dave LeBron, a private investigator, and I'm investigating you on your actions against the Church of Scientology. I'm saying you're harassing me. You're in front of the house. That's harassment. We're not on your property. We're across the street. They would. Follow me and Christy wherever we went. And, and calling the cops means what? We called the police and they said it's not against the law. They were standing in the street and they're allowed to film and there was nothing that could be done about it. And then they showed up another time when we were at a doctor's office and I was inside with at a doctor's appointment and Mike was waiting for me outside in the car and his his brother, his daughter, and a bunch of Senior and Jenny Linson and Guillaume Lasseur and Dave Bloomberg and Sue Pache all showed up. And I happened to be on the phone. This is, this is funny. I happened to be on the phone with John Sweeney from the BBC, and he recorded it, just audio. But they show up, start screaming at me. They were screaming at him so loud that I could hear it from inside and was starting to get worried. Like, what's going on? Is that I hear Mike and I hear voices and so they then they came into the doctor's office and the doctor was asking them to leave and then we called the police again. Kathy, his ex wife, was doing this to me and like you little bitch, you little bitch. No, 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 you're gonna stop. And I was like, you know, what do you want? What did she want? They wanted know. they wanted to attempt to intimidate me. What else happened? They had a house set up across the street with a with a woman who was a private investigator, but they moved in there with a kid to befriend Christy, who was spying on us and had yeah. cameras in her house. Wait, so how long did this go on? Six months. She, I was like friendly with her. Like I, I invited her to my baby shower. She brought me a gift. She seemed lonely. She was out on the street. We'd be out walking the dog with Shane, and she'd be out there with a little kid who's the same age as Shane. And what did you do? Well, I eventually found out being really suspicious.
when we moved here, she moved. And she moved to this neighborhood. What? Yeah, and then I was like, Mike, there's something really wrong with this. And I said, I think she's a plant. I think she's been planted there by the church. And then she disappeared, and we never saw her again. So then you move her to this house. So then and then you find out herself. that there's a bird, there's a there's a camera in a bird cage. And well, that was after box. we got an anonymous letter in our mailbox mm. saying you shouldn't be associating with your neighbor. And I go, wait a minute, where are they watching from? Mm-hmm. So I walked up around the street and I went, huh, right there, there's this stupid birdhouse that I've seen a hundred times never even given a second thought to. And so I went and got a ladder and I walked over there and I opened the lid and there's a camera inside of the birdhouse pointing at our house. I'm going to zoom in here because you can see down the end where I'm going to head to is a pole with what appears to be a birdhouse on the top of it. We're going to go down and investigate what's actually in that birdhouse. And here is the camera inside of this funny birdhouse. They're allowed to install cameras and take pictures, like, of, of private It's houses. not illegal. It's you not can, illegal? No, I you might, can say, I could come here in the middle of the night. The camera was to watch the front of the house. It's basically the same. Everything is on the edge of the what home. is legal, but not on, really on the edge of what's moral. Right. It's intended to create a negative idea about effect. you guys. Like, so even if one of your neighbors thought you were a wife beater or a child molester, they've done their job. Correct. Right. You. The whole game, like, that, that they've been running and been getting away with, it's done. Like, your game is done. You, you, you played your role, and now you're going to be exposed for the shit you did. You fought for the church because you believed in what you were doing. Correct. You're fighting now against the church because you know ultimately the truth. And so you're on the right side of that fight now. That's correct. Yeah. Leading does weigh on me. Of course it does. My mother's dead now. And when she died, nobody even told me. My brother didn't tell me because he's disconnected. My children didn't tell me. I got an email from somebody that I've never even heard of who said, you know, I just want to let you know that your mother died. And whenever I've ever gotten to the point where I got, like, tired of the whole thing, he told me to stop talking about it and just put it all away. And he says, but I have my kids in there. That I put there. Right. And it's like, like, he could. Part of it, too. Yeah. As a mother, like, that really hits me. So I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm somewhat of an eternally idiotic optimist that I hope sometime that my brother or my son or my daughter will decide that something is wrong and reach out to me. I think more likely to happen is that the Church of Scientology will implode and its implosion will be what will result in them eventually reaching out or contacting me 
If I didn't believe that that was possible, then I would be wasting my time doing this or anything else that I do. So I believe that it's possible. I mean, Mike, I, I talk to you off camera, you know, and I told you stop all this, you know, and live your life. And you're like, I can't. These people need me. You know, I really admire it. I want people to know that about you. If I can help one person who I may have harmed in the past or prevent someone from being harmed in the future, a family from being harmed in the future, this will all be worth it. I'm sorry for what you guys just said. I really am. It's just a lot. Like, I want you guys to... I know you get your family back, you know? I know. I just want, I want your families to, you know... I just want you to have what you deserve. You don't deserve you know, I mean, nobody deserves to have their family torn apart because of a belief system. Bye, you guys. Thank you again. This is abusing people spiritually and robbing people of their lives. Fair game is something that I'm passionate about exposing. This is not some little thing. This church is not just running around being annoying and hiring a few PIs. These people are actively destroying people's lives or attempting to. There's always a piece of me that just wants to move on. I feel that at times it's too big of a mountain to climb, and I don't know if I can actually do anything about it. But then I get, you know, incensed over it. And I just hope that we do something good here. You know, I really do. I hope we do something good. What I'm seeing is the church continually trying to bully and discredit every single person who's telling their story that it's true. I'm saying now, I'm going to help these people have a voice. And so bully me and see how far you get. The other dark side of psychology is taking people's money. You're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, paying someone eight hundred dollars an hour to sit and interrogate. She had her family. That was uh, <clears throat> episode two of um, the remaining psychology and the aftermath. Well, the reason why I played this episode is because of the title, Fear Game, and what the Church of Scientology do to people who speak out against them or try to expose them, is that they actively participate in destroying or trying to destroy people's lives. And that is the same thing that is happening to us as TIs, okay? And like I said in the beginning of the show, that ultimately Scientology is not the religious group that is doing this to us. Some who are in Scientology may participate in the targeting, just as you have uh, uh, Muslim uh, people who believe in Islam who are Muslim who participate in our targeting, Christians participate in our targeting, Buddhists, uh, people who believe in Buddhism participate in our targeting. Uh, you know, it is... It, 
basically there's a wide range of people with different belief systems that are all participating in our targeted and all participating in the attempt to destroy our lives. Okay? And um <clears throat> you know it, it is a conspiracy against our rights. It is a conspiracy to destroy our lives. That's what's taking place. And the purpose of this is again to discredit targeted individuals who will eventually come forward or who have come forward and say, This is what's being done to me. I am I have been put into a non consensual government human experimentation that I did not give my consent to. That I've been microchipped, such as like myself, who have been microchipped for the purpose of remote neuro monitoring. I myself have been experimented on with direct energy weapons, particularly microwave. My family has been targeted through microwave technology. In that they microwave our home to get my family to act and behave in a manner to which has caused me great mental anguish and mental torture. And so this, and I wanted to do a show last week, and I started the show, but again, you know, they had other plans. The prep, of course, in terms of using family member to disrupt my call and to, you know, basically have me um, end my show when I really didn't want to, but I had to. So now tonight, I am doing a show as how I wanted it to be done last week, Tuesday. And so for those who are listening uh, to this uh, recording, please understand that uh, sometimes there will be uh, a show or two where uh, they have tried to disrupt it so much that um, I just, you know, couldn't uh, carry on with the show any longer. But rest of the show, then I will come back to doing a show on the same topic at another time <clears throat> to where uh, there there will be no interruption uh, during the show. So I do apologize for last week's show. Uh, and I thought my target angle is still the same. You know, today I woke up to, and soon after I uh, had uh, sirens, and then uh, every website that I visit on the computer, they were beeping their horn. If I click on a particular uh, video from on YouTube, they will beep their horn. Okay? Multiple times during the day. You know, I would say over 20 times during the day. All right? So for those who are not a TI who listen to this call, if, you're, if there's a TI in your neighborhood, if you're constantly hearing police sirens, ambulances, fire trucks, if you're constantly hearing uh, car alarms going off, if your block or neighborhood has become somewhat very noisy in terms of the, the noise campaign that's being done, there is a targeted individual in your neighborhood. Because I'm sure you can always look back and say, well, you know what, this neighborhood needs to be this noisy. What's going on? If it becomes noisy to the point where it's just super, super noisy, it's because 
there is a TI in your neighborhood. And so, you know, watching the show, I mean, you know, uh, Mike Rander, uh, what he says, he says, you know, uh, when his wife tells him to um, to not talk about it, move on his life, you know, uh, this has been said to me many times, but I refuse to do that because these people need to be exposed. They need to be exposed. And like I've always said, if I just have one person, one person will fall into a lot of the traps from preventing that person from going down the path in which these people want that TI to go out to, which is a dark and lonely path, you know, then I'm I'm satisfied with that. Okay? And so, there you go with the silence of side again. But anyway, um, but the tactics employed here have been done to me. I'm yeah, if you're a TI and you look at the episode, there's no way that you can tell me that this has not been done to you. Okay? It has done it has been done to ninety nine percent of the targeted individual out there. Now, they often can claim they don't get gang stalked. Okay? But the majority of TIs get the gang stalked and get the harassment. Get the ca- you know, the cameras in their face, people around taking their pictures. You know, so it, it it has been done. Last week I went to my uh, son's uh, Christmas show, and yeah, a woman out there uh, made doing a video, pointing her her, her cell phone at me, um, making a video or taking a picture of me. I'm like, again, you know, now if I you know if I was to react in how they want me to react, I would have snatched her phone out of her hand and put her on the floor and break it, and I would probably be in jail. But that's what they do, and that's the reaction they try to get from T.I. We have to understand that so we don't fall into those traps because rest assured, there's a police right there ready to come and arrest you. It's a setup. It's a setup. The police are some of the biggest perpetrators of these crimes against T.I.s. And the reason why, because the government officials, those in the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, I've always used law enforcement to carry out their discrediting campaign, along, uh, along with those within the religious community, religious communities, as ground soldiers for their surveillance, for their psyops, and for the discrediting of targeted individuals. Okay, believe me when I say that. Law enforcement, when you're if I, you're a TI and you go to the police for help, they will not help you. Just as my reindeer uh, said, if you call the police, they'll tell you that they cannot help you. Because the way how they stalk you, the police gives them information on how to get away with stalking someone. Okay, so. You may not see them follow you around wherever you go, or you may not see the same person. See, they will never use the same person to follow. If they're following you, they'll never use the same person to follow you. They will use multiple people to follow you throughout your day. 
That way you can't say that person is stalking you. Or you will listen on your conversation, find out where you're going, whether it be through remote room monitoring or through a conversation you're having with someone, and they will send their clips there ahead of you. So when you get there, they would already be there. Okay? So this is what they do. And that's why, you know, like I said, you know, people such as Leah Romini and Mike uh, Renda. Now, Mike Renda, he was the person in charge in Scientology for a long time with doing this sort of thing to the people who the church deemed as a threat, and they called them suppressive uh, persons. Okay, they were to suppress those individuals from speaking out against the church in any way necessary. They will go to, to the person's neighborhood, say that they're pedophiles, stuff like that, and as long as people believe that, they've done the job anyway. Okay, and we just we talked just about how the gang stalkers move into our neighborhood, they move into as our next door neighbors. This is exactly what they did to Miranda. So they move a woman and her child in the house across the street to befriend his wife so she could find them. And when his wife said to him, hey, actually, this woman is a plant, right? Because the woman followed them, so they move out of their neighborhood and move, in, move into the same neighborhood that they had moved into. And when his wife said, Hey, I think the woman is a plan. The woman disappeared with herself. And I'm sure she was having a conversation with her at home. But of course, her home was probably bugged. So when they know that the woman has been made, they move the out of the neighborhood. This is exactly what they do to TI. The tactics are the same. When I talk about tactics, coercive persuasion problems, the tactics are the same. And I revisit those things over and over again because it is important for us as TI to understand the meaning of progressive precision program and how it works and the tactics that are uh, employed. Okay? That's why I love the website, uh, factnet.org. Okay? Because Fact like that all was created by an ex Scientologist. Okay, who they tried to destroy that person's life. Okay? They tried to destroy that person's life. And if you read about the mission that the individual talks about their fight with Scientology and taking them uh, to court and eventually winning a settlement against the Church of Scientology. You see, at least that individual knew that 
who was the person that was targeted when they gathered evidence to prove in a court of law that this is what happened. We as TIs don't have that luxury because we don't have the financial capability to buy the surveillance equipment needed to prove what is happening to us. And if we do buy some sort of surveillance equipment, they will destroy it, or they will be very careful because they know. So for instance, when I bought my um, spy glasses to record you know, my everyday interaction with the perps on the street, they stopped targeting me. Or they were targeting they would target me at a distance to where the camera, the spyglasses, could not uh, the resolution would not show anything. So they would stay like a block away. And whenever they get close they wouldn't target me at all. There would be no hand signals or nothing like that. Then when I bought a uh, digital tape recorder tape the noise campaign. The minute that I got that tape recorder, the campaign, the, the fire trucks, the noise campaign ceased. Okay, and they will always know when I had to um, charge the tape recorder because, you know, it would it would take for about 20 hours and I got to do a continuous tape. And then they stopped messing with the tape recorder, so I couldn't even download the audio now onto my computer because it wouldn't. The computer wouldn't recognize it anymore. Okay, my phone that I record videos on, I can no longer uh, hook it up to my USB, and it shows up on my computer. So anything that we try to do to expose they will destroy. Hi, Tennessee. How are you? So that, that is something uh, that, they, that they do, you know, to prevent us TIs from exposing what it is that they're doing. Uh, for those who, are, um, who just came on the call, I played the uh, video of um, Leah Remini. Uh, there's a four-part series on A&E that talks about her uh, experience, her and Mike uh, Rinder, uh, their experience within the uh, Church of Scientology. I'm going to post the uh, link in the chat. So if you want to take a look at it, you can definitely go. It is very informative. You'll see that a lot of tactics that the church used to discredit uh, to try and discredit these two people and to try, try and destroy their lives. They're actively trying to destroy people's lives and have destroyed people's lives in the process. Guess uh, three, uh, yes, you're absolutely correct. And the reason being uh, is because they are being led to, to TI uh, calls. Okay, they're being led to the calls uh, with the TIs. Again, it's just sort of discrediting tactic, and that's why I am um, very active when it comes to moderating my calls. Okay, because if I don't do that, you know, anyone that come on my call who is not a TI, who uh, because you know I, I post my shows on Facebook to my Facebook friends, so if they come on my call, I know when you know my. Friends or my Facebook friends or people who are not TI are coming on my call 
because they will always send someone who's just totally off of their rocket. Okay, so start talking a whole bunch of nonsense on my call. And so I mute them. I immediately mute them, and I recognize the tactics, and I mute them. So if you listen to the majority of my call, I don't play that. You don't hear the sort of uh, things being said on my call, you know, uh, uh, you know, in terms of with, with other TI calls. I'm not saying every every other TI call is like that, but you know, the majority, uh, the people who are um, uh, the people who are trying to shut the calls down are sending these people onto a call as a discredited tactic. Okay? And so, yeah, so that's what I was saying. So, yeah. So every effort that we try to do um, well, I guess three, I don't think I'm the only one. I think Alva uh, call is pretty good. Um, and she doesn't go into a lot of the nonsense. So she doesn't let, allow people to come on her call during, you know, nonsense and uh, trying to discredit our call. But, um, my dear, so anything that we do as TI to try to expose, they will try to destroy it. You know, there are times that we will be lucky in terms of capturing them on camera with the target. And that, that, and those times we have to, uh, yeah, that's true. Alva doesn't do regular call. Uh, yeah, so and, and, you know those times where we have to take out our camera, record it, and put it on YouTube. We have to expose it. You know, and like I said, you know, you have to as a TI, you have to, you know, do it when you're ready. You know, I think as a TI, you know, at first we were all afraid. You know, we 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 are we are all afraid, and you know we have to get over that fear because of what is being done to us, you know. One of the things that they try to do to hide their illegal non-consensual experimentation is to set the TI up to where they will try to get you to commit a crime, right? They won't arrest you, but they will threaten you with arrest if you talk about the experimentation that is being done to you. That's one of the tactics that they use. See, the government is notorious for doing stuff like that. You look at the history of the government, the United States government, and its security agencies and law enforcement agencies, you will find that they have done all sorts of illegal things. They have, they have committed crimes against humanity over and over again. Okay? So this is not new. Like I always said, we are the modern-day victims of non-essential experimentation and this is just the period that we're living in right now in which we are the test subjects, just as you had in the 40s, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, the 80s, all throughout the history of these United States. Okay? We are just the modern-day victims of um, experimentation. And so, you know, it's... I mean, it, it, it's just hard, you know, because you learn, you, 
you know, as 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 a, as a person, not as a TI, but before a TI person, you learn about some of these experimentations that's happening, and you would never think that it would happen to you. And now we all find ourselves as TIs in this predicament. You know, but the government has become so good at what it does that it, it has it has now gotten vast amount of people to different belief systems, different ethnicity, different cultural backgrounds to all participate in targeted psychological torture of targeted individuals. So like I said, the CIA, the NSA, they are masters of manipulation. They are masters of programming the human mind. They are masters of social engineering. And they now have an army of everyday citizens who they can call on at any time, any moment to stalk psychological torture, anyone they deem as a threat or anyone who is trying to expose what it is that they're doing and trying to speak the truth about what it is that they're doing. And, um, and you know, that's why as a TI, I don't even, you know, you know I'm, in the beginning of being a TI, I used to wonder, like, what the hell did I do to, to be in this program? And, you know, I don't worry about that stuff anymore. I stopped worrying about that stuff from a long time of why, why, why. Because that's a question you always ask ourselves, right? But you don't have to have a reason. And if, and if you, there is a reason, doing this to someone is unacceptable, okay? But like I tell TIs all the time, it is not your fault. You have been manipulated without your knowledge, without your consent, because someone may see you as a threat. Someone is afraid of your potential. Someone is afraid that you have an independent mind, that you think critically, that you don't just believe what you always, that, but what you hear, that you question things. And they don't like that. They don't want that. And so they have to try to knock you down a couple of notches, try to discredit you. But yeah, guess what? That's why I don't worry. That's why I don't even, you know, I stopped asking myself that question a long time ago. And every day I should stop asking themselves that because what you're doing, you're just torturing yourself. Okay? They're trying to find a reason for what they're doing to you. And there is no reason. There will never be a reason. You know? So, you just, what you have to do, you have to just say, you know what? I'm not worried about that. I'm trying to survive. You know, you have to be, you have to have the, develop the mentality where, you know, I'm going to be a survivor, okay? I'm, even though I'm a victim, right? And I have been victimized. We all have been victimized. We all have victimized. You know, and some TIs, you know, I hear some go on some of these religious TIs calls and it's like, well, don't be a victim. Hello, we are a victim. You're a victim. 
If you weren't a victim, you wouldn't be doing your show talking about what's happening. You're a victim. Now, you don't have to be a victim to where, you know, a person, a victim that just gives up, you know, and just stay in your house and not do anything. You know, you, you can be a survivor. Right? You can be a survivor. But surviving this is what we have to do. Because we have to, one day we have to, you know, if and when this is exposed, you want to be around for that. And if it isn't exposed, you, you should spend the rest of your, your, your time on this earth trying to expose what it is that they're doing. You know? But at, at the same time, also, you have to live some sort of life. You have to, for your own sake, for your own mental uh, stability, what left of what what is left of your own mental stability. So when I see shows like this, it, it gives me hope. Because not also are we TI looking at this and saying, hmm, this is, yeah, this is this is what they've done to us. But there are people who aren't here saying, you know what, this is ridiculous. You know? This this is ridiculous that grown people would behave like this. This is not kids. Grown people would sit in their car all day, monitoring my online activity, beeping their horn if I go to a particular website, or if I'm watching a video, or if I'm reading something, continuously beeping their horn. You know? Now, listen, I, I hear call horn beeping all the time. But you know when it's targeted towards you because no, I don't care what street you live on. You don't hear call horn beeping 20, 30 times in a day. Not even, a, I shouldn't say a day, not even a day, but within a, a couple of hours. You know? Within a, I say like within five hours. You know, but this is this is what they do. You know, I can go I can go to sleep. Like tonight, you know, even earlier in my call there was some sirens noise campaign going on. But I can go to sleep, not hear any horn, I can sleep you know, have a good sleep. I can wake up at ten o'clock in the morning, eleven o'clock in the morning. I can not get out of bed and just lay there for a whole hour. I'm awake. Laying in bed for a whole hour, I don't hear a car honking. I don't hear fire trucks. I don't hear police sirens. I don't hear ambulances. But the minute I get out of bed, within three to five minutes of me getting out of bed, I start hearing car honking, fire trucks, police sirens. Ambulances, right? So you know, I do, I I do those things because you know I want to see the pattern, right? Because I want to see, yeah, are they really monitoring me in my home? 
that when I get out of bed, I actually get up out of bed and they start with another campaign? And the answer is yes. Because I've spent countless times just laying in bed awake, not a sound, not no noise campaign. But the minute I get up out of bed, within three to five minutes later, my campaign. It doesn't matter if I come up five in the morning, stay in bed for an hour. The minute if I get up at, if I get out of bed at six, no campaign. I can get up at ten o'clock in the morning, stay in bed till eleven. No signs, nothing. The minute I get up out of bed at eleven, the noise campaign begins. This is the type of life that me as a TI live every single day. And I have kids. You know, and I have to be I have to be strong for my kids. And I have to develop tactics to deal with the targeting every single day. You know, and then when they start picking on my kids by getting the other kids in the school to jump in. You know, three, six-year-old ganging up on my son in the schoolyard and, and, and trying to beat him up. Six years old. Well, I'm telling you, the, the mind control and the manipulation of, the, of society as a whole is a tremendous thing for those that are in the security agencies because they now know how to control people like Hitler did in Germany. Oh, yes, I, I, I saw that. I saw that from them, which I actually posted on my, um, on my Facebook page, but the site is broken. There's a, um, when I try to open the link that you... Um, Put in the chat, it's broken. All right, you know, well, this, listen, this semester, my son has turned the tides on these people. I've spoken to him about it over and over again, and now he doesn't take no shit from nobody, which is good, you know? But I always tell him, I said, don't. Uh, oh, when I when I when I click on it, I get an error message. All right, so I I was telling I said, listen, don't be a bully, don't bully anyone. Okay, that's not a nice thing. You don't do it. But if you get into a fight. Make sure that you didn't hit the person first. You didn't swing at them first. You didn't curse at them. You didn't spit on them, whatever. You didn't kick them first. I said, make sure that they're the one who hit you first, who swung at you first, who kicked you first. I said, well, if they're cursing at you, don't even get into physical conversation with them. Just go tell the teacher. But if they hit you, and they hit you first. 
I'm not going to come into the school and blame you and say you shouldn't be doing that. No. I will never, ever punish you for defending yourself. That's what I told. And I, and I told that to the school administration. I said, don't call me. When somebody hit my son and he whipped their ass, do not call me. Okay? If he's defending himself, let him defend himself. Yeah, you know, like, I guess for you, absolutely right. And the thing is, though, is, though, is that the parents, parents are the ones, even with the gang stalkers, they teach their children to be gang stalkers. Yeah, that's how the cycle continues through generation to generation. Okay? Because these parents are teaching their children to be gang stalkers. And these parents don't care about their children's life. When they have their kids gang stalking me, you know, what happens if I flip out and end up beating one of their asses or do something even worse? What happens to that? So they don't think, right? See, I'm not like everybody else. There's some other kids that he probably will flip out and beat one of their little behind. But they're not thinking about this. And, you know, I used to say this all the time, and Ali used to tell me I was wrong. Right? So I said, these gang stalkers don't even care about their own life. And she said, yes, they do. And I said, no, they don't. I have been gang stalked to the point where, and I was telling her the story, where I was driving, right, and this guy on his bike, this gang stalker on his bike, He's riding his back in front of me and kept looking back at me. Not looking in front of him, right? He kept looking back at me over and over again. So eventually he ended up running the red light and got hit by a car. You know? And as he I mean, he wasn't seriously injured, but his back was wrecked. And uh, he looked and he started looking at me. And I just laughed. I just looked at him and I gave him the biggest smile. I've had gang stalkers on the, along the highway. The highway, right? There's no lights on the highway, but they're walking along the highway, or they're sitting on the um, the divider on the highway, just so they can target me. Now, what kind of mentality do you think these people have? If they don't care, but they only care about the cause. They don't even put themselves at the the forefront to say, you know what, I'm not going to go out there on the highway to, to target this individual because I can lose my life. They don't even do that. They, they, their loyalty is to the cause. Whatever cause they're being given, that's their loyalty. And I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's yeah, well, you know, I mean, I think you know, really realized that he got used. You know, he was part of the the, um, the system. And he got used and abused, and so he decided to speak out. You know, he got to, and it, and, and it will happen. It will happen, you know. Same thing with uh, Mike Rinder, who, like I said, he was uh, in Scientology. And he was in charge of running these type of discredited campaign against those who speak out against the church. He finally got to the point where he just realized that, hey, this shit don't make sense. 
you know, I'm being punished for trying to do what the church asked me to do, and I'm still being punished. See, the thing with manipulators and controllers, when it comes to their followers, they're, they're always abusive to the people that follow them. They're always abusive because they want to show their power. This is these people these, these, who target us. They want to show their power, and they and they, and they, want, they are abusive to the gang stalkers, but the gang stalkers don't realize that because they're being manipulated, they're being brainwashed. Okay, a few of them may uh, recognize that, and a few of them may end up leaving, but they can't say anything because they themselves will become targets. So. You know, it is it's 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 a cycle with these people. And we have to break that cycle. Uh, this person, Hillary Clinton, is uh, is interested. Uh, I'll read that after I finish the show. Yeah, but um, but yeah, you know, I mean, this is this is uh, you know, horrendous crime. You know, it is a conspiracy against TIs to deny us of our rights. of our rights as human beings and our constitutional rights in this country, our civil rights. But, you know, I mean, nothing else surprised me than the sheer amount of people who they have gotten to participate in targeting. That's the only thing that surprised me. The experimentation don't surprise me. I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm Pissed off and mad that I'm I've been experimented on. I'm pissed off and mad that I've been put in this situation. But I'm not surprised because it happens to, to people all the time. I just happen to be one of them. Hmm. Yeah, well, Giuliani may become targeted because I, when I read it, he said. If you see me going on, if you see me on Fox News apologizing, then that's that's not me. They have the he said that they have the ability to create a reality where there is none. To create any reality, they have. And we, yes, yeah, we 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 know that, you know. But Julian, he's saying it. He's literally saying that they have the, the ability to create whatever reality they want. Um, yeah, I do. I do uh, participate in other calls. Uh, I, ha- you know, I usually when they start with the religious stuff, that's when I have to leave. You know, um, because I cannot uh, sit there and listen to people talk about forgiving these people for doing what they've done to us and to not 
uh, fight back to ignore them. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to ignore these people? They don't ignore them. Because if they ignore them, they wouldn't, even be, they wouldn't be talking about what they've done to them. They should just ignore them and go about their business and stop having these calls, you know? But the, 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 the ridiculous ideology and the belief system that they have, it, you know, and I would say that, you know, religious people are some of the most hypocritical people that don't even believe their own shit that they agree with. And it's true. If you look at their behavior, if you look at the things that they say, clearly they don't take their own advice. Clearly they don't follow what the Bible says. Okay? So they, they don't even believe their shit. So I can't even be on a call with some of these religious people. That's not all, you know, but a lot of them. And so I have to, I just have to go. I can't be on any religious chair calls. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll stay in there for a little bit. If they're talking about relevant stuff, you know, but I, when they go off into the whole uh, fictional stuff, that's when I have, I have to um, have to get off the call. But like I said, I, yeah, I do participate, you know. And there used there used to be a whole bunch of TI calls. There used to be a whole bunch of TI calls, but now, you know, they're they're hardly any. You know, they at least you could before you could have come on talk show and find a show that's going on, and um, you know, even during the day, you know, it would be a, a show that's going on. Uh, you know, you had Ed Farm, Lisa. Um, I am human. You know, uh, a couple other people. You know, what's his name? Uh, Chuck. He sent a call on there. Uh, we used to give Chuck a hard time because he was sometimes a uh, uh, hard ass. But, you know, it was all interesting. You know, I did an interview on his call and stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes he, he can go a little off. But, you know, it's okay because, you know, as, like I said, as, as TIs, we're all affected by this. Our mental state is affected by this. And, um, you know, I sometimes I have to catch myself from trying to not fall into this belief system and a lot of stuff that they're trying to make me believe, you know? And so I always have to check myself because, you know, I, I'm... You know, you know, there's a thin line between sanity and insanity. And as TIs, you know, I think some of us are walking that thin line. Some of us have become more towards the insane, going towards the insane line as opposed to moving to the more uh, sane and, and logical line. And, um, you know, but I don't, I don't blame, I would never blame a TI for their mental state because it, it's something that has been done to them. And I try to get other uh, people to see that too. You know, you can't blame the TI for them being a particular way because so much has been done to them psychologically to get them in that situation. You know? And so, so like when I go on some of the calls, you know, I, I'm there and I, I understand. I don't say much because 
I don't want to turn into an argument and, you know, you're prep this and you're prep that. And so I've learned my lesson. You know, I, I speak from experience. Okay, because I myself used to do that too. I used to be like, oh, you're a perp. You're a damn perp. You know, you, you're this. You know, but that's a situation that, you know, I couldn't, at the time, couldn't help myself. It wasn't until I started doing a lot of research into psychology and really trying to look at things in a more logical sense. You know? And I'm sure some of the things I say to some people might seem illogical, you know? Which is, which is which is fine. Which is fine. You know? Not everyone is going to view you or look at you in the same with the same lens. Not everyone's gonna to listen to what you're saying and, and some people might say, Oh, he's batshit crazy. Some people might say, Oh, you know, he's very logical, you understand what he's talking about. You know, he doesn't sound like he's crazy. You know, I I I, I take those things with a grain of salt. You know? I just I just have to continue to do what, what I feel is right. In terms of exposing what's being done, you know, having a platform to which other TIs can come on, and um, you know, get information that may help them, you know, and that's it's important. It's important for me. I, I'm trying to return the favor for the to, for those people who have done the same for me. For those people who have created websites when I was first, when I first realized what happened to me. They created websites. They told me what to look out for, what not to do. You know, uh, give me information on technology that I had to go and research myself. I did a lot of research in, in psychology and um, trying to, uh, you know, uh, undo a lot of the damage that has been done to my mind. Okay, and there's still some things about me, you know, that that has changed in a way that. You know, it's not good, you know, and I realize that. But sometimes you just can't help it, you know. But listen, I've talked to my family about what's happening a long time ago, and I don't talk to them about it anymore because they just denied, denied, denied. And I'm from a very religious uh, family, so they always talk about, you know, pray on it and pray to God and this and that. And, you know, and I'm like, listen, God ain't going to help me. I got to help myself. You know, maybe there's people out there who's trying to help me, but God ain't gonna help me. And I don't even believe in God, so you know, I believe that me within me, there is God within me. So yeah, you know, listen, I've I've had the uh, they've done the artificial agree with me. They've they've done that, and um, you know, but you can tell, and that's a good thing. You know, that's a good thing that you can tell. You know, sometimes what happens, what I do is that I wake up in the middle of the night and I try to force myself to dream something else, you know? But, you know, like for instance, dreaming of, you know, being, you know, on vacation, you know, just to take away from the artificial dream, once you recognize it, you wake up and you go back to sleep. You start thinking about something totally different. I know you can't help it because you're in a deep sleep, but you can sense when the dream. You feel like this dream is your 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 dreams are being manipulated to a point where, you know, you know that no, that's not my dream. This is something that's being done to to make me dream like this. And they can do it. You know, they they can they can do it. And anyone. 
who think otherwise. There's a lot of uh, medical information out there, technological information out there that talks about dream manipulation and how dreams can be manipulated. So for every, you know, that's the thing that I love about you know, the people who, who doubt me, because I always, I always bring them the evidence, but they never seem to want to accept the truth. They never want to seem to accept the truth. You know? And that kind of shows you the type of society we have become, where everyone runs from the truth because they're living in an illusion that is so good in their mind that to deal with reality would have a serious negative consequences on their mental state. You know? All right, well, I'm going to um, end the call at this point. Uh, I've got to get to bed. i got to get it early. But uh, thanks once again for coming on the call. Uh, for those who came on the call after the video uh, was played, um, I'm going to um, post the link one more time. Yeah, yeah every... Listen, you're right. Everyone is being manipulated, but some people are being manipulated to manipulate others. Some people are being manipulated to engage in psychological warfare against someone else, right? And my thing is that, you know, at some point, you've got to have that, well, not everyone. You have to have that realization that something isn't right, that this is not right, you know? Why am I participating in destroying somebody else's life? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, Gisco. You're absolutely right. Okay, I'm just trying to post the uh, the link again. I'm uh, not able to. See, they always do this. Right? Whenever I post a link in the chat, I can never post it again. For some reason, they won't allow me to post it again. Let's see if this works. All right, that, that worked. Okay, so that's a link to the video. Please watch it. Very informative. And... Um, yeah, just keep your head up. You know, don't give up. Don't give in. Be fighting. Never let them kill that spirit within you. Fight for what's right. And fight against what's wrong. And I'll see you guys again next Tuesday, hopefully at 11. Thank you for coming on the call once again. Have a good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.